0: Thank you for Toilet Paper, A history of the little things, a podcast where we talk about a few things to be grateful for and the history and stories behind them. I'm your host, Elizabeth Miller. Thank you so much for joining me today. Let's get going. So when I was studying French in high school, we had an assignment to choose a popular song and translate the lyrics from English to French. My group chose Rihanna's Umbrella, which left the chorus sounding something like, well, with our really rough high school translation skills, We didn't translate A, we figured that like, that hit across languages. <laughs> Basically, though, it was a hit. Uh, yeah, super fun. Actually, it was, it was terribly fun to sing. Uh, oui, oui is, I mean, you should try it out. It's a great, it's a good time. Anyways, so from this wonderful experience with translating Umbrella to French, add to that my love for musicals growing up, like Singing in the Rain, and a perchance for always being prepared, and a love for rainy walks, Umbrella's have painted my life with a lot of colorful, soggy memories which i've loved so today i thought it was time to celebrate the umbrella that tool of budding couples to bring each other just a little closer for shelter from the rain traditionally umbrellas were built to protect one from rain or if it was a parasol to protect you from the sun umbrellas have a few different nicknames actually umbrellas parasols perpluie brawley sunshade rainshade gamp this term actually refers to a Charles Dickens character and the nickname Stuck, Paranege for snow umbrellas, or even shoot. I've never heard of that last one, but it's a thing and I will now try and include it in my everyday vocabulary. They were made from wood, metal, or a plastic pole with a canopy of cloth, paper, or other materials. My mother had a lacy parasol for her wedding. If we're looking for the invention of the umbrellas, then we need to go back once again to the ancient Egyptians, where we have the first depictions of umbrellas in Egyptian art around the 5th dynasty or about 2450 BCE. While other sources cite the first umbrella as the year 1000 BCE, the depictions of these ancient umbrellas typically look like a flabellum. These first umbrellas were made of lotus leaves or feathers attached to a stick and used to shade the nobility, protecting them from the sun. The Ashanti people of modern-day Ghana also used the umbrella for centuries, although the official start date of the umbrella usage is unknown. In the 1800s, the Amenhene, or senior chiefs, used large, multicolored umbrellas. These umbrellas were also used in festivals, where umbrella bearers would spin the umbrellas in time to the music. The umbrellas would also be used to signify the importance of different leaders or positions. In ancient Asia, the first collapsible umbrella is recorded in 2310 BCE and is shown in connection to Sargon of Akkad, also called Sargon the Great, a leader of the Akkadian Empire. In Nineveh, we also find sculptures showing umbrellas. In the depictions, the umbrella has a curtain that hangs down. Ancient Persia also has many examples and records of umbrellas as well. Umbrellas became a status symbol just about everywhere they appeared. In China, umbrellas were reserved for nobility, particularly those umbrellas made of sandalwood or cane and leather, silk, or cloth. If you weren't nobility, you were not allowed to use these materials, but would instead make an umbrella out of paper. The Chinese character for umbrella, "sun," looks like an umbrella. There are a few theories about the origin of the umbrella in China. Some suppose that the invention came about derived from tents. Others suggest that it came from tying leaves to branches that spread out like ribs. Another and perhaps more traditional explanation is a link between umbrellas and silk banners. If the silk banners are the origin of the umbrella, then the link between the umbrella and high ranking officials follows easily. There is a record of the emperor once hunting with 24 umbrellas going before him. These umbrellas functioned more as a protection from rain rather than sun at that time. An ancient book of Chinese rites called the Book of Zhou from about 2,400 years ago details instructions on how to set up a dais using umbrellas, and the Book of Han refers to a collapsible umbrella in 21 AD. During the Han dynasty, the Chinese invented the oil paper umbrella. These beautiful umbrellas were constructed from a bamboo frame and a delicate but strong paper made from tree bark. Artists who would paint the scenes of wildlife, deer, birds, and landscapes on them then decorated the paper. Some umbrellas would have full stories painted on them. Each umbrella was unique, custom made you can still find these umbrellas today in plays musicals at weddings or in gift shops via the silk road umbrellas spread to japan korea india rome greece and eventually north america on an envoy from the king of france to the king of siam in 1687 to 1688 simon de la loubert records his account of umbrellas used by certain subjects who were given permission to use them by the king while the king himself had an umbrella with several layers of umbrellas The royal nine-tiered umbrella is the royal regalia in Thailand. In ancient Greece, we have the earliest depictions of umbrellas that we have so far on pottery shards that date back to between 1230 and 1190 BCE. These ancient umbrellas were capable of opening and shutting. In fact, the sliding pieces used to open and shut the umbrella are very similar to the designs that we use today. An example of an umbrella was unearthed in Samos and dates back to 700 BCE. In Greece in the 5th century BCE, parasols were an important part of women's fashion. Men were not encouraged to carry an umbrella as it was thought effeminate. However, due to some cultural changes, later men carried umbrella in Grecian society from about 505 to 470 BCE. Parasols also held some religious import and meaning as a priestess would carry a white parasol from the Acropolis to the Phalaris during the Feast of Athene Sometimes umbrellas were used in depictions of Dionysus as well. Later, in European society, the umbrella became a part of the papal regalia, and in Buddhism, a decorated parasol is held over statues of Buddha, scriptures, and important relics. In Roman society, Roman women carried parasols, and some men did as well, though not as many. Again, for some reason, it was thought effeminate. Gorius states that the umbrella came to the Romans from the Etruscans. When we get to the Middle Ages in Europe, depictions of umbrellas or mentions of them fade out entirely, suggesting that they weren't as popular during this period. In fifteen thirty, Girolamo di Libri's painting of the Virgin Mary under an umbrella, entitled Madonna del Umbrello, or Madonna of the Umbrella, is one of the earliest depictions of an umbrella in painting following the Middle Ages. In the mid seventeenth century, France and England began to adopt the use of umbrellas, likely adopting it from China. Thomas Couriot's Crudities, published in 1611, makes mention of his observation of the umbrella used by Italians to protect themselves from the sun, even including a handy device that allowed them to carry the umbrellas, typically made of leather, while riding on horseback. In the 1660s, the umbrella started to show up and included a fabric canopy with a coating of wax to protect against the sun. In 1710, a man by the name of Jean Marius, a French merchant, introduced the first lightweight folding umbrella in Europe. He operated under an exclusive right from the king to produce folding umbrellas. This operation lasted for five years. Princess Palatine bought an umbrella in 1712 and made it popular among her aristocratic friends, making the umbrella a necessary accessory. Later, in 1759, another French scientist by the name of Navarre introduced his patent for an umbrella combined with a cane that had a button one could push in order to open the umbrella. In 1769, the practice of offering umbrellas for rent to Parisians who were caught in sudden rainstorms started with a shop called Maison Antoine. The umbrellas were numbered so that they could be easily found and returned and were made of an oiled green silk. In the 1900s, Paris had been replaced as the umbrella capital of France by the city of Aurillac. In fact, today, the town still produces about half of the umbrellas in France. In England, due to a description from Robinson Crusoe of an umbrella constructed after a Brazilian style, the heavy umbrella around England garnered the nickname of the Robinson. In the 1800s in London, however, it was still considered effeminate for men to carry umbrellas around. However, all of that changed when a famous philanthropist by the name of Jonas Hanway popularized the umbrella by walking the streets of London with one. Prior to Hanway's adoption of the umbrella, umbrellas were seen as a feminine accessory. Never mind the fact that everyone gets wet when it rains, and an umbrella would serve all genders. Hanway's particular umbrella was made even more special as it was more water-resistant due to a special lacquer that was used. His umbrella also weighed about 10 pounds. It was made of whalebone, wooden rods, and oiled silk. It is said that Hanway carried an umbrella for 30 years. With Hanway's determined walkabout London and his 10-pound umbrella, umbrellas began to rise in popularity. In 1830, James Smith and Sons opened up shop on the West End, selling umbrellas, and you can still purchase customizable umbrellas there today. When it comes to the steel-ribbed umbrellas that we use today, that particular invention was made by Samuel Fox, who worked at English Steel's company. He ended up using steel that was similar to the steel ribbing that was used in women's corsets in the 1900s. With this lighter version on the market, umbrellas really took off. Men, women, children, the Pope, everyone was using umbrellas in Europe. In fact, one rumor reports that Queen Victoria gave an umbrella as a gift to a sultan. The umbrella was rumored to be worth $15,000. In the United States alone, there are over 120,000 patents for umbrellas. About 45% of the United States population owns a customized umbrella. And each year, 33 million umbrellas are purchased. The pocket umbrella was invented in Hungary by the Baloch brothers, and the patent was admitted in 1923. Later in Vienna in 1928, a female student studying architecture named Slava Horowitz developed a prototype for an improved collapsible umbrella, receiving the patent in 1929. Her design was called the flirt. Umbrellas as hats first came about in the 1880s. These days, China produces most of the umbrellas for a global market. The city of Xiangyu alone has over a thousand factories. Thousands upon thousands have tried to improve the umbrella. In 2005, a Dutch industrial design student named Gerwin Hugendorn invented an umbrella with a shape similar to a stealth plane that is able to withstand winds of 70 miles an hour, or 100 kilometers an hour. Over time, umbrellas have been used in a number of other areas as well, from photography to early examples of introductions on umbrellas being used for self-defense, as found in Baron Charles Ransom de Bergner's book How to Protect Life and Property, published in 1835, where it gives instructions on how to use an umbrella to defend yourself. It's been used for defense, to means of defending against pepper spray in public protests, to being used as weapons to attack rather than to defend. It's been used in art installations and architecture in public shopping areas. From singing in the rain to protecting from the sun, umbrellas have afforded humans protection for hundreds of years. Whether you have one as a walking stick for emergencies in your car or purse, or have about 50 from the number of times that you've had to randomly buy an umbrella for a sudden downpour, umbrellas have got your back. And for allowing us to enjoy the rain and the sunshine with a bit more safety and comfort, I am grateful for umbrellas. I love them. And I'm grateful that they no longer weigh 10 pounds. (laughs) That's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a marvelous day. Take care.